Big day for the little guy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro along with Chris McPherson. And on this Friday, the big news of the day is that the little guy, running back Darren Sproles, has a new deal with the Eagles that keeps him in Philadelphia through 2017. What's funny, Dave, is you talk to the players and get their reaction to the deal. And wide receiver Jordan Matthews said on Friday that the guy that we look up to in the locker room is a guy who only comes up to our knees. He's five foot six, but he scored 14 touchdowns over the last two seasons with the Eagles, four of them by punt return. When he was traded from New Orleans to Philadelphia, the Saints thought that he was done. Well, obviously, that's not the case. And even though he's entering his 12th NFL season, the Eagles felt confident enough in his ability in terms of what he does both on and off the field to extend his contract through 2017. Yeah, so yet another Eagles core player signed by the Eagles. We'll talk to Howie Roseman about that in just one moment. And for Sproles, look, it's another opportunity to be in this offense, Chris, and to be a big part of what Doug Peterson and Frank Reich are putting together. If there's one drawback to the way the Eagles have used Sproles in the offense these past couple of seasons, it's been in the receiving game. Look for Darren Sproles to be heavily involved in the screen game as the Eagles also look to get him in space and get him the football. Now, the man who coaches Sproles, former Eagles great running back Deuce Staley, had nothing but glowing things to say about the little big man in this Eagles offense. It's the things that he do off the field, in the classroom, the type of person he is. Um, he's very professional. He just brings a lot to the table, you know. A lot of the fans, they see what's happening on Sunday and Monday night. I get a chance to see him all during the week, and he's special. It's hard to find him. It's hard to find him behind linemen. You know, you got linemen that are 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", and here comes Sproles, who's 5-whatever. I know he's short, <laughs> and you can't find him. So he's been using that as, as a strength his whole career, and it's been working. And it's amazing for him to be in his 12th year to, in my opinion, I don't think he's lost a step. I mean, he takes care of his body. He does everything right. He's very routine, and you're able to see that also on the field. I tell you, man, he's, he's, one of the, he's one of the ones that's going to go down in history as one of the best to play the position at that size, height, and weight. An extraordinary player in every way. You wonder just how much use he'll get in this Eagles offense. A backfield that's got a lot of questions. Ryan Matthews still not able to practice. Kenyon Barner really hasn't proven himself in the NFL. And, of course, fifth-round draft pick Wendell Smallwood, a player with promise and a player who's got to get onto the field and do it in the NFL. Chris, how much work do you think Darren Sproles gets touching the football this year? It seems like the coaches really want to expand his workload because you mentioned earlier what's the one complaint that Eagles fans might have about the way Sproles has been used the last couple of seasons. And you said it's in the receiving game. And certainly when he was first acquired from New Orleans, I thought he was going to be the perfect perimeter space weapon for this Eagles offense. And I think Doug Pearson and Frank Reich look at his skill set. You look at what Doug Pearson has done during his time in Kansas City and feel like they need to get the ball in his hands more. But keep note, he has been one of the most prolific punt returners over the last couple of seasons. And he still wants to keep that role, Dave, here in 2016. So following the practice on Friday, the Eagles indoors again because of the weather. Both Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman talk to the media about the deal, about keeping Darren Sproles an eagle, and as Sproles says, for the rest of his career. When you talk about leadership, uh, work ethic, character, 
Um, and then production, he's made the last two Pro Bowls. He just exemplifies everything that we want to be. And um, as we look at it, he's so important to this team on and off the field. It was a no-brainer from our perspective. Darius Sproles is a, is a pro's pro. He knows how to take care of his body in the offseason. He's very, uh, very intelligent running back. He's been around this game a long time. It's guys like that that you don't worry about. He, he's gonna, he does everything right. He does what you, what you coach him to do. And again, it's just the way he prepares and the way he attacks every day gives you the confidence that he's gonna be around for, for a few more years. So we expect Sproles to get his touches as a running back, as a receiver, Chris, as well as a punt returner. What about the rest of this backfield with Matthews, with Barner? And with Smallwood, the Eagles want to run the football. How do they mix up these carries? To me, Ryan Matthews is still the lead guy. And I know fans may not want to hear that right now because he opened training camp on the non-football injury list. Now it's an ankle injury. He's expected to be back next week. So it's not a serious issue for him to deal with. Nonetheless, he was so effective last season, nearly 5.1 yards per carry. Super athletic. The key is going to be can they feed him the football and can he hold up throughout the course of the season? We've talked about Wendell Smallwood, and once the pads go on Saturday, will he be able to hold up in pass protection? That's a question with him. Kenyon Barner, he may be unproven. He got some snaps there in 2015 toward the end of the season, but he attacked the offseason hard. Physically, he looks like he's in great shape. Now can he carry that work over from the spring to the summertime? And remember this, last year in Kansas City, Doug Peterson, the offensive coordinator, Jamal Charles, their Pro Bowl running back, goes down. They lose the next week and then proceed to rip off 11 consecutive wins on their way to a divisional playoff round game and ultimately a loss to the New England Patriots. So we will find out, as Chris said, the pads going on Saturday and some of these spring and early summer football players, they kind of become a mirage. When the, when the pads go on, the contact begins at the NovaCare Complex on Saturday, and we will have full coverage of that. Now, we're going to return here to Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity, talking about the offense. Sam Bradford, Eagles quarterback, in studio. What's going on with Sam? Find out in just one moment. ever fallen 50% in love or cared for somebody with only part of their heart love means you're all in but not all alone Lincoln Financial helps you provide for and protect your financial future because this is what you do for people you love talk to an advisor Lincoln Financial you're in charge one discovery sparks another lighting the way for amazing achievements at Jefferson's Vicki and Jack Farber Institute for Neuroscience. With our brightest minds focused on yours, we are pioneering new hope to prevent, treat, and cure brain and spine disorders. From the nation's first brain tumor removal to the region's first neuroscience hospital, look to us for breakthroughs that are light years ahead. We welcome you into the studio, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, along with Eagles quarterback Sam Bradford. Pleased to have you in here, Sam. Welcome oh, to training camp. Thanks for having me. How are you feeling physically and mentally? Uh, you know, I feel really good. You know, obviously, this is kind of the first year that I haven't had the rehab. Um, you know, I've really been able to train and just kind of get my body back to where it was uh, before the injury. So physically, I feel great. Mentally, you know, the beginning of camp, it's always a really exciting time. 
And so, you know, to just get back around the guys, start playing football again, um, you know, I feel pretty good right now. What is the camaraderie like? What's the chemistry like on this team? Uh, it's really good. You know, I think, you know, we've got a pretty tight locker room. You know, there's a lot of good guys in the locker room, a lot of guys that I really enjoy spending time around. And I think that's, that's key to any team. You know, I think we all enjoy working together. I think we all enjoy spending time together. You know, when we come to work, we have a blast. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's not a grind. It's, uh, you know, obviously training camp can get tough at times. But, you know, with this group of guys, there's always something happening. It's always exciting. You know, it's always a good time. It's interesting, Sam. You know, the locker room changes every year for every team. And this year, there's also a change in the coaching staff. So how does, how does chemistry develop? How does leadership develop? Is it just organic or, I mean, how does it happen? Yeah, you know, I think it is organic. I think it just kind of happens over time. You know, I think, um, yeah, obviously some of the veterans, some of the guys who have been through change before and who have seen this process, you know, you know, they can kind of step up, you know, in the beginning stages of it and kind of take control. But, you know, I think as training camp goes along, as the season goes along, as everyone gets comfortable with each other, um, you know, I think the natural leaders just kind of emerge. And for you, year two, does that make you feel more natural as a leader? Knowing more of the guys? Yeah, you know, it really helps. You know, especially last year, it was tough for me just, you know, not being able to practice in the spring, not really knowing anyone. You know, I felt like I still had to prove myself to everyone in the locker room, you know, and I wasn't able to do that in the spring. And so it was really hard for me to step up and be vocal and try to take a leadership role. Um, you know, but I felt like as the season went along, you know, it's something that, you know, I felt more comfortable with. I took more of a leadership role. Uh, and being in year two, you know, I think it makes it a lot easier knowing everyone in the locker room now. I know it's very early, but boy, training camp just starting. There's a preseason game in two weeks. Uh, do you have a sense what this offense can be? Um, you know, I hope it can be a great offense. You know, obviously, I think we had a really good spring. Um, you know, we've got a lot of work to do, obviously, with it being a new system. You know, we're still kind of ironing out some of the kinks. But, you know, I think we had a great spring. I think if we can work together, um, you know, in training camp these next two, three weeks, you know, really get after it, you know, get better focus each day. I think we've got a chance to be a special group. Is the verbiage the difficult part to learn? Uh, yeah. You know, with the verbiage being different, you know, the communication, you know, from me to Kelsey, uh, from me to the receivers, you know, the offensive line, those guys, you know, everything's a little bit different, you know, and learning to communicate in any offense is key. And so I think, that's really what's important for us these next couple weeks is going out there, um, you know, just speaking the language, learning to communicate, learning to come off to the sideline after a set, talk about what we saw, how we want to make adjustments, and then the next time go back out there and make those adjustments. From a personal standpoint, Sam, what, what kind of goals do you have for training camp? Um, you know, really just gain a better grasp on this offense. You know, I felt like, you know, the spring was great. I felt like I learned a lot about it, but... You know, I think this is really the time of year where you take that next step in learning an offense. Um, you know, and like I said on Monday, I think the really important thing is me and Kelsey. I think this year me and him have to be on the same page. We have to be seeing the same thing and be speaking the same language at all times. So uh, these next couple of weeks, you know, one of my goals is really to just spend a lot of time with him and make sure we're seeing the same things. How about preseason games? Do you have a certain number of plays you'd like to take, reps you'd like to have, throws you'd like to make? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, obviously, I'm not sure how Coach Peterson handles the preseason. Obviously, you're always looking for as much work as you can get. Um, you know, you can simulate game speed uh, a little bit in practice, but it's hard. You know, I think those preseason games are really, you know, a good opportunity to really see where you're at. And I think those will be great challenges, uh, you know, great learning opportunities for this offense this year.
Sam, what is the part of training camp you like the most? Uh, the practice, for sure. Being really? on the field. Yeah. Okay. That's the fun part. Okay. Um, you know, sitting in meetings for the other 10 hours a day, <laughs> that gets a little tough at times. How do you stay awake during these meetings? Um, I mean, not, not that, you, mean, would, not yeah. that you would fall asleep, <laughs> but we hear, you know, you know the old throwing the, the racer at the guy who's falling asleep. What is yeah. it like inside a, inside a meeting room? Um, you know, sometimes, especially after a couple of weeks, they can get a little monotonous, but, you know, a lot of sunflower seeds, <laughs> a lot of caffeine, a lot of bubble gum. Okay. Um, you know, pretty much anything to kind of keep you stimulated. Is Flip an entertaining guy? Uh, he is an entertaining yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, him, him and Coach Reich, they've got some great stories, so... Uh, they'll throw those in there to kind of break it up every now and then for us. Well, I'm glad you came in so much. Thank you so much, and uh, keep up the great work. Oh, Looks good you. on the field. Sam Bradford, Appreciate thanks so much for joining us in studio on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Growing up, we had a basketball hoop in our driveway, and that's all I used to play with. This past August, I happened to notice a bump on my foot. So my parents and I decided that we would go to Rothman at Jefferson. We found out from a biopsy that I had an osteosarcoma cancer. Scary, but the Rothman doctors felt so confident in what they were going to do, and it couldn't have turned out any better. The Rothman Institute at Jefferson was able to get me back on the court and back to where I wanted to be. Love me tender, love me sweet. The stronger the love, Let me go. the greater the responsibility. But you don't have to do it alone. My life complete. Lincoln Financial helps you provide for and protect your financial future. Because this is what you do for people you love. Talk to an advisor. Lincoln Financial. You're in charge. Welcome back to Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. Dave Spadaro and Chris McPherson. A super busy week in South Philadelphia this week. The Eagles opening training camp. The Democratic National Convention going on for four days across the street. So a lot of restrictions, a lot of traffic, and a lot of fun for the Eagles on the field and off the field. Long snapper John Dorenbos continuing to amaze viewers for the TV show America's Got Talent on NBC. And this week he was voted into the semifinals of that show. Took the red eye back to Philadelphia in time for Thursday's conditioning test. And then in the locker room, Chris, the Secret Service agents coming to Philadelphia stopped by to check out some action here in Philadelphia with the Eagles. They went into the locker room, and John Dorenbos, the magic man, put on a show. Here, we'll make this super simple. Just say stop. Stop. Okay, take it and look at it. I don't want to see it, but show everybody else here. And I know you guys got to bounce here, so. Does everybody know what it is, yes or no? Yes. 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 Um, so I'll, I'll try to do this so everybody can see. You're going to take it and you're going to push it in uh, somewhere in the center, but you're going to leave it sticking out. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then, uh, so put it in there in the middle. Yeah, like, yeah perfect. Okay. Screw this so, up. So yeah, yeah don't, don't screw it up. Can you guys all see that? Like, you guys see how it's kind of in the middle? Yeah. And then that, that's it, right? Yeah. So I'm going to try to do this up high so you guys can see. Yeah. I'm going to go down this way and just push it all the way in the center. So just take your finger, just keep pushing it in. This is sick. Okay. So when we riffle it this way, it's a riffle like this, and we can get your car to jump to the top. Uh, perfect, yeah. Uh, was it the three of hearts? Does the three of hearts look familiar to anybody? No? No, no, no. Perfect, okay. Uh, <laughs> of course it's not the three of hearts. Let me see that hat. And, uh, okay. Last time, for, okay. Uh, 
Put your hand flat. I messed up. What was it? Two of clubs. Two of clubs. Put your hand on top of the three real quick. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is called a uh, trick gone bad, and we're gonna try and get out of it. So if it was it, it was the two. Yeah. If you tap this way and snap, that's when I get that three I ripped up in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> Which means, hold on, name your card out loud. Two o'clock. Yeah, look at the pieces in your hand. Dude. We get those pieces to change. Yeah. <laughs> Which means if you can't see that, there's the pieces. Oh, yeah. Now hold on, hold on. Now put your hand up flat and hold and hold the pieces. And put your other hand on top. Here's a really cool one. I'm trying to do this one-handed. Lift your hand up so people can see. Pick that hand up. Open your hand. One-handed. <laughs> Just as good as that. Yeah. We love you guys. Thanks for all you guys doing. What a phenomenal act there by John Dornbost. It's amazing watching the players in the background because Cody Parkey is sitting there in his locker. And he's like, I've seen this trick a hundred times before. Carson Wentz is completely enraptured in everything that's going on, following from beginning to end. But it's just so great to see Dornbos, the longest tenured Eagle, and the way that he's representing the Eagles organization and the city of Philadelphia on America's Got Talent. A true showman, to say the very least. So we're about to wrap things up here on Inside Train Camp, presented by Xfinity. But first, a look at what's coming up tomorrow. Dave's one-on-one -on -one interview with quarterback Sam Bradford will be available on demand. Following the team's practice in the morning, defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz meets the media. You'll be able to watch that live right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com as well as the Eagles mobile app. As we said, it's the first padded practice. Unlike the past couple years with Chip Kelly, you will see tackling and players going down to the ground. Doug Pearson, Jim Schwartz believe in a physical training camp. That's where you learn about the players being able to take it to the next level. So we'll get to see it live and up close tomorrow, Dave. All right, name the one player you're looking at the most tomorrow. I've got my guy. Ooh, my good. guy is cornerback Jalen Mills. That's a good the one. seventh-round draft pick who's played really well throughout the spring and in these first couple of days of training camp. Jalen Mills looks like he's the real deal without the pads. Does his game go up or does he struggle when the pads go on? Jalen Mills is my player to watch on Saturday. I will stay on the defensive side of the football. I'll even stay there in the back. I'm going to go at the linebacker position. Jordan Hicks has looked very fluid coming off injury in the first couple full team practices. Remember, he missed the second half of last year due to that pectoral injury. How does he hold up in the tackling? Can he get physical? Are there any setbacks whatsoever? That's what I'm going to be looking at because he's such a key to that Eagles defense right there in the middle of all the action. Yeah, so we find out a whole lot more about the Eagles starting Saturday. When the pads go on and the tempo increases, we'll have full coverage for you here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And remember, on Sunday, the first of two open practices at Lincoln Financial Field, completely free of charge. Get down to the link, and the gates open at 8 a.m. Practice begins at 10 a.m., a good day of football and fun Eagle style in South Philadelphia. We hope to see you then. For Chris McPherson, I'm Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much for joining us on Inside Training Camp, presented by Xfinity.